Hello, and welcome to Sports View with Simon Ruvacaba. I'm your host, Simon Ruvacaba. Uh, huge day, proud day. I'm going to be interviewing Ryan Davis, who's a uh, Army veteran mentor to me when I was a young soldier and I hit Korea, my first duty station, and uh, went to Camp Casey, South Korea, and was uh, a scared soldier, a scared young 19-year-old, not sure what was going to happen in a foreign country. And Ryan was one of the guys that kind of made me feel comfortable and 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 mentored me throughout. Even though he uh, he was a truck, I I, I was a, a fueler, drove a fuel truck. He he drove the uh, the truck, but we were on the same unit, same squads. And uh, uh, man, he yeah, he was a big mentor and somebody I looked up to throughout throughout that year that I was there, uh, my first year as a soldier, uh, active after after training. So. Get to interview him. He's from Detroit, and I want to talk about the uh, inner cities and, and sports. We we might think it's a myth. The way we talk about it on the mainstream is, is how much uh, when they have a good team and they win championships in the inner cities that uh, it uplifts the community. So that's kind of the, the subject we'll be talking to him about, along with whatever else we get into on this unscripted show. Uh Real quick, the uh, you know, and and the speaking of that, free agency kicking off the Chicago Bulls have have made I think the biggest splash, along with the, with the Lakers now, Malik Monk and uh, and uh, um, and then uh, Carmelo Anthony now joining joining forces with LeBron. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but with Lonzo Ball going to Chicago, and then Demar Derozan, Javante Green, Tony Bradley, they made a big splash on that that initial day. So they're the team that's being talked about now, and in the coming days. Whatever, whatever team makes bigger moves, and they'll become the talk of it. But right now, it's on Chicago, and it looks like they're they're making the run to be contenders again. And then we'll talk to Ryan. Ryan does have a a background in Chicago, and we'll we'll talk to him about that too, and how much you know with everything that's going on in that city, with in the inner cities, how much uh, a championship would maybe uplift that that community, and how it's whether it has uplifted. We always think that sports we always hope that sports uplifts the community and everything. I just wanted to make sure that that wasn't a myth with somebody that actually lives in the city. Uh, haven't touched uh, and I apologize for not having episodes this week, having some equipment issues and then, uh, and, and timing issues with, with my own scheduling. Um, so haven't, uh, sorry, I didn't announce anything that there wasn't going to be any episodes, but then I wanted to track the free agency and then, and, and kind of give my, my full take on everything like that. Uh, I haven't talked about the Chicago Cubs kind of dismantling. Unfortunate that they won one championship with that with that squad. Uh, they definitely, I think, could have made a bigger run, and, and now they've kind of uh, demolished that team, and they're starting over. So we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't take 108 years for the Cubs to uh, get back there. But, uh, you know, it's going to take good management and good moves and, and whatever they feel they're doing now to bring in the young players and rebuild that team back to contendership and championship status. We'll, we'll see if it works. Uh, but it was uh, sad to see a lot of those players from the championship team leave uh, w- uh, from the Cubs. But a uh, huge thing. I mean, NFL starting, we had the uh, first preseason game. Steelers beat the Cowboys 16-3. to You know, you can't really – his first first game of the season, preseason at that, it's a fr- we're going to have only three preseason season now because the 17-week regular season – so, uh, you know, they're just uh, now getting back into the grind and, and, you know, obviously you can't take much from preseason, but it was good to see football back. Olympics kicking off, Olympics continuing, uh, wrapping up, uh, I believe, this weekend and uh, uh, still some some excitement there with Richard Torres uh, about the fight, uh, I believe, tonight, or, or which would be 
Saturday, Japan time. Uh, so uh, we go, he's going for the gold. We've got three gold medals, one bronze medal, so four medals already with the USA boxing team when not much was expected. But then uh, some of the squad is professionals, for professional fighters. Uh, Keyshawn Davis, who's a, who's a superstar in the making. Duke Reagan from, from Ohio, who's up and coming. Uh, he won He won silver. Uh, so we're and then Keyshawn's still going for gold with uh, uh, Richard Torres still going for gold with the possibility. Um, so see how all that goes. Very excited to uh, get uh, get Ryan Davis here, uh, old friend, and and yeah, I think you're gonna love his knowledge and and what he's gonna share about about uh, sports in the inner cities and and the the uplifting it brings to the communities when they have a winning team or just as they're rooting for their franchises. So stay tuned for that Army veteran and uh, big sports fan Ryan Davis. As you know, we have uh, we have those kind of guests here, just people I know that I know are going to share plenty of knowledge. So enjoy the interview, enjoy the show, and then uh, we'll be back Monday, and it'll be a regular schedule again. I'll do a, a recap. Oh, uh, Derek Lewis, uh, yeah, Lou, I like Lewis this weekend. Uh, but Gane, they being undefeated, you know, when it's tough to beat an undefeated guy because they don't believe they can be beat. I just think the experience. Uh, for Lewis in the UFC is gonna uh, is gonna take over, and then good luck to Ebony Bridges and her uh, comeback fight from uh, after her title fight and and her her uh, orbital bone uh, injury or or what she thought was an orbital bone injury, but it looks like uh, she's coming back. Uh, the Australian uh, fighter, and she'll be fighting tomorrow on the boxing card on the uh, Eddie Hearn uh, uh, matchroom card. So we'll we'll recap all that on Monday, and then we'll be back to regular with the recap on Monday midweek show on Wednesday and then the weekend preview next Friday. Uh, so that and enjoy uh, the rest of the show. And I'm going to take it over to the interview with, with Ryan Davis and for sports view uh, checking out. If I don't get to check out, this is Simon Rokaba checking out until next time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what a treat we have here. This segment, uh, Ryan Davis, uh, one of the greatest people I've ever met uh, from the army. I haven't, talked to him actually in a while they're stationed in korea both stationed in texas uh, a huge basketball fan detroit resident born and raised uh i'm going to talk to him about uh sports in the inner cities and uh you know whether it's a myth or not what we hear uh you know how sports influences the communities uh and and can uplift a, a city uh so let's welcome ryan davis ryan how you been how you, how you doing Hey, hey, how you doing? How you doing? I've been doing pretty good, pretty good. Just enjoying life and uh, looking for the upcoming season. What the what what uh what the Pistons have done the last two years? You know, it's been a talk of town, pretty much at work for sure ever since the draft. So how what started? Uh, yeah, what is the excitement with the, the drafting of Kate Cunningham? And uh, what, do you think the people are going to put more expectations on him than the media? I think the media is going to do more than what the people are because. As we talk barbershops, of course, the um, car washes, when we, you know, during the summertime, springtime, uh, when we at work, we talk about the, pro- the, the real prospects, not what the media say. We talk about the real prospects because most of us play basketball on a, you know, not, not that type of scale, but a minor scale where we play pickup ball and you're around people that actually study the game and been, you know, been fans of the game like myself for years. So our expectation is not really this year coming up. Or next year, it's maybe three years down the line with a little more experience. Then we'll start the people of the, you know, the real people, the common people, 
we expect something out of them, but we just actually right now just expect growth. Just see him be competitive as of as in build on what happened last year. Because last year they never got blew out. They just they played hard, they played hard, they get down to maybe the fourth quarter, you know, midway through the fourth quarter and couldn't close the game. That comes with experience. That comes with maybe adding a veteran or two here and there. But for the most part, the Pistons are looking good and we appreciate what what they're doing. We appreciate what what, what all what the Pistons are doing because we, we we love the Pistons. If you have been a fan of the Pistons or even tried to study some history of the Pistons back in the late back in the early eighties when they drafted Isaiah, that's when it started. And it showed how you know how we love the Pistons. You know, the championships they did, especially with the O four, you know, go to work crew. That that was really Brown Jewel because nobody expected them to beat that team that they was going up against. So it's really it's really a lot of pride. It's more of a pride thing, especially with people that's from Detroit that live in other in other states and cities. It's a pride thing. We talk about what's going on with the Pistons right now because we can reflect on what we've been through and what we've seen back in the day. So it, it's not a myth. It's really not a myth. It really does uplift the spirits of everybody in the city and everybody in the surround, you know, surrounding area that our Pistons fans. Yeah, and, and talk, yeah, you mentioned that 04 team, and I was excited more for it because uh, of Tayshawn Prince. Uh, he he played basketball in Compton, California for Dominguez High. Dominguez High right. used to come to uh, to South Tahoe for uh, a big basketball tournament we used to host every year my senior year in high school uh the community used to house house players and we we got to host uh, we housed Tayshawn Prince he was he was a freshman he was the first freshman that ever started for oh, that okay. coach for that coach and uh okay. he was just and I followed his career ever there ever since uh to you know he went to Kentucky and then uh you know he won that title with Tubby Smith and Tubby Smith's first year right. and yeah, then uh, yeah. and he had a great career so I was always always excited to uh to see him and, and he you know that was all happening when we were in Korea I, I remember uh if you remember mm-hmm. Burge uh, the roommate I was always checking out the Kentucky games because right, I wanted to right, see Tayshaun yeah, Prince. Kentucky so. games. Yeah. But, but little little known, little known, only most most real Detroit fans know, Tayshaun really started off because I forgot, I can't really give you the exact year of the series, but Orlando was up 3-1 and Tracy, that's when Tracy McGrady was in his prime. He was averaging like 36 a game. It was a 2-1, 3-1 lead, 2-1 or 3-1 lead, I believe. And the coach inserted Tayshawn to play defense on Tracy. And he realized that he could bother him because his quickness, his length. And we didn't know Tayshawn was that advanced defensively and was able to sacrifice his offensive game for that. That's what got that team to where they, where they was at because of what he did that year. And that changed everything for that team because they knew they had another wing defender that could defend all positions. Hmm. Little, yep. little, no, that's not know how he became a star. It was because of that series right there. Yeah, and everybody needs their opportunity, and that that was his. Um, and then also, I mean, Kobe to this day talks about the disappointment, uh, yeah. and, and I mean that game plan that they had of of, of the mid court trap, and how they were running low on clock every time, and, and and they were they were bothering them every every drive. And, every drive. Uh, yeah. I know Kobe regrets uh, not being able to get his uh his bigs involved more uh, during that. But, uh, you know, that that's a big regret for him, not having won that championship. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but if you got to really look at the series, the, 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 the Wallace brothers were doing their thing. Ben was so strong. Ben was keeping uh, Shaq off the paint. He really couldn't do nothing with Ben because Ben was so strong and, and he had that uh, low center of gravity. He was able to keep Shaq from doing what Shaq wanted to do. And then you had Carl Malone who was hobbled against Walter, Walter, uh, 
ultra talented Rasheed Wallace at that time. He was locked in on defense and offense. So it was a major problem for them defensively. That's what it was with the Lakers against that team. That team was so locked in defensively, they couldn't really do anything because Tayshaun was one-on-one with Kobe. Wherever Kobe went, Tayshaun was right there. All game, every game. He made Kobe shoot a terrible percentage, terrible percentage that whole series. Yeah. And it was it was just it was just a beautiful defensive plan by Larry Brown. That's what that was. It was a beautiful defensive plan by Larry Brown. That series. Yeah. So how uh in the other Detroit sports, the Red Wings are, you know, usually good, but then is there any yeah. hope or, or do you guys feel for, you know, the Lions and the Tigers, uh and, and the other Detroit teams? Or okay, is it mainly well, a basketball town? <laughs> no, actually, if you really want to it's it's actually a Red Wing town. The Red Wings are actually the crown jewel of Detroit. And if anybody don't, I know people don't like talking hockey, but people from Detroit love their Red Wings. We have the second second most Stanley Cup titles, no, third most Stanley Cup titles of all the NHL. We're original six. We was original six hockey, you know, out of the NHL. Original six teams that started, we was one of those. So hockey is ingrained in this, in this community, whether you're white, black, Chinese, Mexican, whatever. You will see any and everybody rocking Red Wings outfits, Red Wings gear, Red Wings hat, Red Wings everything. The Tigers, the same way. It's just part of the culture. All the sports teams actually have represented handily within the city. All, all the sports teams. And one thing about the Lions, they always lose, but they always going to have a sold-out packed house. Always going to have high TV ratings locally. We know they're going to lose. We know they don't. For some odd reason, we just love our Lions. We like the, you know, how Chicago is with the Cubs before they won. Oh, yeah. That's how we are with our Lions. That's how, because that's the only team that's never won a championship in my lifespan. And I'll be 49 this year. And they actually haven't won a championship in what, 50 something, 60 something years? Yeah, before the NFL, yeah. Yeah, before the NFL, yeah. 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 No, so that's, I mean, that would, that would be a big up boost for the city. Uh, and I know they're trying to make moves and, and get, get into contention. Yeah. They're yeah. trying. They are trying. They are trying. They are trying to talk. When it comes down to Lions, look at the Saints, you know, keep the same Southern for a second. Yeah. We all say what Stafford is going to do now that he has a better team around him. We've seen the talents. We've seen what Stafford can do if he had the talent around him. But for some odd reason, when they had that explosive offense with Calvin Johnson and all of them and that crew, they didn't have the defense to back it up. And then when they had a solid defense, they didn't have enough on offense. They couldn't run the ball when it came down to it. So he looks like he has a good squad out there in LA all he got to do is just don't turn it over and look like he might he, I think we're gonna do some things and you know that's what that's how Detroit for some odd reason when players come to Detroit and leave from any one of the teams they go out and win a ring or play better yeah <laughs> for some odd reason <laughs> yeah that's well, just lately <laughs> yeah and then how uh, uh with the combat sports is UFC taking off there and then how's the attitude now uh without the Kronk and Emmanuel Stewart and then the big time you know it was a big time boxing city um, what's the scene there like now with combat sports? Any anything going on there? Uh, right now within the city, I think the biggest push for underground sports right now within the city is the skateboard. The skateboard is really taking over. I'm okay. seeing skateboard parks pop up all over the city now, and most of them stay open, and there's always somebody skateboarding. There's always people there, especially the one they put just put up down by the riverfront. Yeah. It is it, that is becoming one of the biggest hotbeds and. Thing uh, you know, underground sports in the city right now is a is a it's a skateboard. There's uh-huh. a lot going on with that, and I don't know if you consider it a sport. It's more of a community thing, 
but Detroit is 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 a big time bike, as a not motorbike but pedal bike. It's a big time bike community. Mm. It's hundred it's hundreds of people get together weekly and ride bikes throughout the city, and you know tricking them out with lights, sounds, you know the gold and purple and oh my god, you'll see it like a Christmas show sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, they trick them 